Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. For my returning listeners, you guys know how this works. You guys are the best. For my new listeners, welcome to the show. Prepare yourselves. It's about to be uh, about 30 to 40 minutes of me talking about Disney, ranting, raving, venting, uh, telling jokes, telling stories, all of the above. Uh, Before we get into this episode, I got to plug everything. Uh, If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. It's all one word. And my DMs, as I always say, are always open there. If you ever want to talk Disney, you have ideas, suggestions, topic ideas, anything, uh, hit me up on Instagram. Um, Love chatting with you guys. Like I said, they're always open there. Um, If you can, wherever you're listening to this, if you can hit that subscribe button, it's super quick, super easy. Uh, Even if you don't plan on listening every single week, it just kind of helps me out. Um, And also, too, if you can leave me a rating and a review, you can now leave ratings on Spotify. And if you're listening on your iPhone, head over to the podcast app, search Disney World Today. It'll kind of bring you to my page. And if you kind of just scroll around, uh, you'll find the ratings and reviews. And uh, I could really use some five-star ratings and a review there. I haven't had a new review in a while. You guys know I love reading those. If you can, head on over. And if you do, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. Last week's episode, if you haven't listened already, we talked about one of my favorite Disney resorts, an underrated resort, even though it's a value one. We talked about Disney's Art of Animation Resort. It's a pretty interesting hotel. It's got a pretty unique backstory. You know, what other hotel at Disney, you know, was originally planned to be, you know, a different hotel and then abandoned and then built into a brand new hotel? And we get into all that on how you know, Art of Animation, where it is now, that was going to be a continuation of the Pop Century Resort. It was going to be more decades. It was going to be like the 20s through the 40s, which don't know if that would have sold well. You know, I'm not sure if a lot of kids or, you know, young families want to hang out in a room that's themed like the 1920s. Uh, but it was an interesting idea. You know, that hotel's from the early 2000s. Um, you know, and after 9-11 happened and, you know, tourism tourism kind of dropped, um, it kind of just sat abandoned for us. So that Little Mermaid building, the Little Mermaid section of the Art of Animation Resort was originally going to be Pop Century, you know, which is why they're so close, which is why they're connected by a bridge there. Uh, but it's pretty fun, pretty fun to talk about. Um, you know, I, I, of course, have to mention food and, and stuff that plays a big role in my favorite resorts. And, you know, Art of Animation, like I said, you know, is it possible for a value resort to be underrated? And I would argue Yes. You know, the food court is great. I love the layout. Um, You know, no matter where you stay on property, you're like a five-minute walk from the main lobby. You know, the main lobby has the the front desk if you need help. You know, it has the food court. It has the drink refills. It has the store. It has the bus stops. It has the arcade. It has the main Finding Nemo pool. So being able to walk, you know, to the main lobby within, you know, five to eight minutes is a huge plus. So that played a big role. I get into all that, and plus it has, 
you know, one of the best soundtracks ever. Uh, you know, I've, I've eaten that food court so many times. I love the soundtrack. They play some pretty good songs, but the whole episode is available. If you're interested, it's a good listen. If I do say so myself, let's move on to this week's episode. Now, as you can see by the title of the episode, we have another top five list. I love doing lists, whether it's top five, top 10. This time I decided to do top five. I probably could have done top 10, but I figure let's stick with five because I'm sure I'll have some honorable mentions or something. We're doing the top five attractions at Walt Disney World that should never change. This is a big one because, as we know, Disney's going through a lot of changes. We've seen some of our favorite attractions and rides and shows throughout the years either get completely removed or changed or rethemed or you know modified in, in any way. And it's always... It, it's always weird when they do that. You know, I'm an old school Disney fan. I don't like change necessarily. You know, sometimes they make some some good improvements. Sometimes they don't. Um, and obviously there's one of our favorite attractions right now is about to go under a huge retheming and overhaul, uh, which kind of sparked the idea of the rides that I never want to change. It's a fun list. It's a fun topic. And I think that's about it for this intro. So without further ado, Let's get on into our episode. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, so today, of course, we're talking all about Disney World attractions, specifically the ones that we hope never change. If you're like me, you're an old school Disney fan, you don't like change. You know, I feel bad saying that because it's not like I'm against change. It's just that, you know, when Disney makes a big change, like an attraction or a show, it just kind of, it makes me a little emotional. It makes me a little sad, like thinking about all the memories I have, you know, and thinking about in the future, you know, looking back one day and, you know, that attraction or that show not being there. You know, I've kind of talked about it before, but it legitimately makes me sad that, you know, in 10 years from now or however long, like when I have kids and I tell them about Disney and take them to Disney they'll never be able to experience one of my all-time favorite rides, the old version of Test Track. You know, I'm sure Test Track will still be there. You know, there's no guarantee. But I can just picture myself now, you know, taking them in line and telling them that, yeah, you know, it's a fun ride now. But back, you know, when when I was, you know, 10 through 20-something years old, it was even cooler. And I just think about that usually makes me pretty emotional. And that's why I get upset when Disney announces these big changes. Obviously, the big one coming up is Splash Mountain. Um, but it's nothing out of the ordinary. You know, we've seen this happen before. We've seen attractions come and go. Whether it's completely, you know, closing them down and taking them out. Whether it's re-theming them and keeping them, like, as the same ride structure. Or it's just updating them a little bit. We have seen quite a few changes, you know, to some of our favorite attractions. You know, one of the biggest ones that I just mentioned, Test Track. You know, the original version of Test Track was beloved. It was great. You know, I don't think it had to be changed. I think it held up pretty well. You know, it was a 
a General Motors testing facility. You were testing cars. You know, there's really nothing about it that was too dated, you know, except maybe like the pre-ride video looked like it was still 1999. But if anything, you could have updated that. You could have changed that and kept you know, the rest of the ride the same. I still think that version, you know, is better. Um, you know, we've seen it with Test Track. Uh, a little older back in the day, um, Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom, they had the, the original Skyway there, those big bucket cars. If you've looked at vintage photos of the Magic Kingdom at Disney World, you know, up until like the early 90s or maybe even seen like, you know, promotional stuff, you'd see, you know, the those the Skyway at, the, at Fantasyland. It, I still remember when that was there. I remember when it was closed and sat abandoned for a while before they kind of redid everything. Uh, I remember like the one loading station is where um, the tangled bathrooms are now. Uh, but also in Fantasyland, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That is currently uh, the the Winnie the Pooh attraction. Before it was Winnie the Pooh, it was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And for those of you guys who don't remember or maybe weren't old enough, that one was changed because of a little bit of controversy. Um, I guess you could call that. I'm using quotes right now that, that you can't see. But there was like a scene that like depicted like a devil in the ride um, that people complained about. They changed it. You know, they changed it to Winnie the Pooh, which, you know, compared to Mr. Toad is definitely a much bigger character, you know, much more beloved by kids. And, you know, you know, people of all ages are more familiar with Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and all those characters. You know, also in Fantasyland were... The current uh, Little Mermaid attraction is, back in the day too, when I was a little kid, was uh, the 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea or 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And uh, that one is still at Disneyland, but I remember going there as a kid, the little submarine ride, that was cool, that was changed, you know. So we've seen we've seen attractions come and go, and we've seen things get upgrades and updated. You know, one, one small one over there at the Magic Kingdom as well uh, is Goofy's um, Barnstormer. They kind of rethemed it a little bit um, when they redid that whole area and got rid of Toontown. You know, we've seen them update attractions like at Epcot. You know, with Soren, they changed like the ride video. We've seen some changes with Spaceship Earth throughout the years. You know, there was a big planned um, upgrade that uh, I think was supposed to happen before COVID. And the last I heard, it was kind of scrapped. Where they're gonna add some new scenes, get a different narrator. You know. Doesn't seem like huge changes, but uh, it would definitely make the ride experience different. So it happens, makes me sad, makes me mad, makes me happy, whatever it may be. We're talking all about changes to our favorite attractions at Disney. So we should probably just start us off here. So the first one I'm going to list here, my top five. I wasn't sure whether or not to include this, but I'm going to. And since... It's out of my control and it's already happening. I decided to put it at number five. My number five pick is Splash Mountain. Now, hear me out on this one, guys. Though the reason why I put it at number five is because it's changing. It's happening. Um, it's. I think they finally announced a date. It's going to be done in 23 or 2024. It's being rethemed to Princess and the Frog. So I felt... I, I didn't know where to put it. I didn't want to leave it as an honorable mention because I do believe it deserves a spot on this list but i figured if i'm going to put on the, on the list since it's already confirmed to be changing i might as well put it at number five um splash mountain is you know i would argue one of the most beloved attractions at disney world 
And one of the reasons you can tell it's beloved and it's a classic and it's popular is you can talk to casual Disney fans and ask them about their favorite attractions and what rides they enjoy. And I would almost guarantee that all of them would name Splash Mountain. It has that name. It has that that um, that reputation. People know it. They know it from their vacations. They know it from pop culture. They know it from seeing it on like TV shows like Boy Meets World or Full House. Everyone knows Splash Mountain. Now, the reason it's getting changed is, again, it's a ride that has some controversy. Uh, it's based off a movie called The Song of the South that... Um, has been pretty much erased from all Disney libraries and pretty much erased from, from existence. And that's the reason why I defend Splash Mountain so much. I didn't know that movie existed until probably I was, you know, at least 18, maybe in my 20s. Because it's it's nowhere to be found. It's like it's been erased from history. And whether that's a good thing or not, the because of that is why I look at Splash Mountain as Splash Mountain the Ride. I don't see it as I don't see it as Splash Mountain the Ride based off of a movie. To me, my entire life, my entire childhood, Splash Mountain was an original attraction that they created just for the ride. The characters, the songs, I thought and just assumed that they created all of that for just the ride. You know, and the reason why I defend it so much too is just I have so many good memories on that ride because when I was a kid, I would go to Disney with my family. I've talked about it plenty of times. My entire family would go to Disney. There'd be nine of us, my sister, my parents, my aunt, my two cousins, and grandma and grandpa. We'd all go. And Splash Mountain was the one that almost all of us would go on, except for grandma. She didn't do drop rides or water rides. But grandpa would go on that one as well, which made for some amazing family pictures. Because if you know, Splash Mountain has the four rows, two people per row. That means we got our own boat. And some of my all-time favorite family pictures are on that attraction. And like I said, I always saw Splash Mountain as just the ride. I didn't know about the movie. I didn't know about the, the controversy with the movie. And I didn't really care because they don't, you know, promote that. They don't promote that in the ride. They don't promote that, you know, they don't promote the movie other ways. And it's it's going to be missed, and it's never going to be the same. And, you know, I have nothing against Princess and the Frog. I think that's a really cool movie. I like the, the animation. I like the songs. I like the style, the New Orleans flair. I've always loved that. Um, I feel like it kind of deserved, like, its own attraction. Like, I would have rather seen Princess and the Frog um, get its own new attraction, maybe like a dark ride. Maybe you can give it, like, something like... Um, Almost like the Navi River Journey, I always kind of pictured it, like going through like a bayou or something. But, you know, this is what Disney's going to do. There's no stopping them now. Um, Splash Mountain deserved to be on the lists, And because it's changing, um, you know, I decided to put it number five. If it wasn't, if this hadn't been announced, I probably re realistically, it might have been one or two. Because that's how strongly I feel about Splash Mountain. It's such a good ride. The songs are iconic. The characters are iconic. And uh, I'm definitely going to miss it. But my number five pick, Splash Mountain. All right, let's move on now to my number four pick. We're staying at the Magic Kingdom. But let's head on over to Tomorrowland. My number four pick is the TTA. That's right, the People Mover. I hope that this attraction is there forever. <laughs> I hope this attraction never changes. I hope they don't make any changes. I hope they don't close it. I don't hope. I hope they don't you know, re-theme it in any way. 
The only thing about this ride is I'd be okay with them updating and changing things around the attraction. So like the people mover track and everything, I feel like can stay the same. You know, there's some certain parts of the ride that if they wanted to update, you know, I think I'd be okay, but it's not necessarily changing the ride itself. Um, you know, it's like there's those few instances where you kind of cut through the different buildings. Um, you see like the one part is like, uh, you know, Buzz Lightyear and you see like this little model town. You know, there's a part where you go through Space Mountain, the store. Those areas, I'd be okay if they did any upgrades, any, you know, changes that way. But actually changing the ride itself, no. That's going to be a big no for me. I love the People Mover. It's always in my top two or three favorite rides. I could literally ride that all day. If it was up to me, I'd grab a pillow and a blanket and I could sleep on the People Mover. I find it that relaxing. You know, ever since I was a kid, my mom would always say that she wishes that she could take, you know, the People Mover from Chicago to Disney, you know, instead of flying. And that's how I totally feel. I think it's a great ride. It's an underrated ride. You know, kind of, you know, takes you on a little tour of Tomorrowland. It's relaxing. You know, it's never usually a long line. And if it is, you know, it moves pretty quick. You know, with uh, with Tron opening up hopefully pretty soon. I know they've been working on that forever. You know, maybe we'll get some new views, some different views. Um, and like I said, maybe they want to add to it. You know, I, I would hate for them to ever get rid of the people mover. Um, and like, you know, for people who think that would never happen, like look at Disneyland. I think they just announced that they're bringing the people mover back. The people mover used to be at Disneyland as well. And that's been closed for, man, I don't even know, probably since the 90s. I think they took the People Mover track and they changed it into a, a different attraction that flopped terribly and then just kind of sat abandoned for years. So that's like my nightmare for uh, for Disney World. You know, they've kind of seems like they're kind of itching to change around Tomorrowland again, kind of do a big overhaul. And if they did do that, I would definitely be worried that they would change the People Mover. You know, it does have some issues with breaking down and reliability kind of happens a lot. But I love it. It's so relaxing. And like I said, if you want to change it, if you want to make changes to the area, you know, build around it. Like Tron's opening up, like extend the people mover or, you know, build something to kind of give you an inside look at Tron. You know, when you go through Space Mountain, maybe you can add more effects that way. Um, you know, like the different buildings you pass through, like add some different, you know, theming and stuff in there. But the ride itself, I hope never changes. It's one of my favorite rides. And I think you guys can agree. So my number four pick is the people mover. Let's move right along now to my number three pick. For this one, we're gonna head on over to Epcot. My number three choice for ride I hope that never changes, living with the land. As you can tell, I'm pretty biased and I'm trying to protect all of my favorite attractions, but living with the land, I love. One of my favorite rides, so underrated. And the main reason I don't want this one to change is because how unique it is. I don't want them to ever change it because there's really nothing else like it. Like maybe if you're a, a roller coaster enthusiast or you're a teenager that doesn't like Disney, maybe you don't find this ride fun or interesting, but I think it's both of those things. Like you get a tour, you know, a, a boat ride that, you know, talks about the environment and, and farming and the land and using resources. And then it gives you an actual tour you know, of greenhouses and crops and what they're growing. And it blows my mind still to this day that we get a ride that's, you know, a tour of, you know, 
farming and growing crops like in an actual theme park. That's crazy to me. Like Epcot, they're growing their own crops. They're growing lettuce and fruits and veggies and hydroponics and, and all of this, all of this cool stuff. And, you know, some of the, the stuff like the salads and stuff like they actually harvest and use in their restaurants. And I just find that so unique and so cool. And there's really nothing else like it, which, which makes me say like, protect this ride at all, at all costs. You know, the, the land pavilion, um, you know, years ago I was worried it was going to be kind of torn down and changed. With them opening up Soren in there, I think it kind of saved the building. You know, we kind of saw what happened to Horizons and uh, the Universe of en Energy and those other buildings at Epcot. Uh, you know, with Soren in there now, I think uh, I think the building itself is safe. But you know, the land is one of those. It's maybe not talked about a lot by the casual fans, um, which makes me worried that one day it will change. Um, you know, especially too in that building, there's. You know, the, the restaurant that's in there, there's a quick service area that's in there that's usually not that crowded. There's on the upstairs, there was like that walk through Timon and Pumbaa attraction that never was half the time it was closed and no one was, you know, going in there. So I think they can update and upgrade that pavilion, you know, upgrade the things around it. You know, if they wanted to make a few little updates, maybe just update a couple of the you know, the, the animatronics inside the ride, but the ride itself, everything about it, I hope it never changes. I love it. And for that reason, my number three pick is Living With The Land. All right, we're moving on to my number two pick. Uh, I think I'll do my number two and my number one, and we'll do the honorable mentions afterwards. But for my number two, we're back at the Magic Kingdom. This was a tough choice. This is a classic one, classic dark ride. My number two pick is the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion is so beloved. It's, again, kind of like Splash Mountain. It's like one of those attractions, I think, that everybody knows. Uh, whether you've been to Disney once, whether you've been to Disney 50 times, or maybe not at all, you probably know the Haunted Mansion. You, you either know about it, you know the song, you know the movie, you know something about it. And the Haunted Mansion is one of those rides that it has everything that Walt imagined. Like that's what Walt wanted was the the theming, the you know, the immersion, the 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 attention to detail, the song, the just everything about it, the animatronics, everything about the haunted mansion, you know, it just screams classic Disney. Like if I were to bring someone to Disney and and you know and say, Hey, you gotta go on this ride, it's it's a classic, I think they would appreciate it. The haunted mansion, everything from when you walk up, the queue you know, the, the, the ambiance, like the aura around the building itself. Like you can feel that when you're in line to this day, I'm 32 years old. When I'm standing in line for the haunted mansion at night, I can feel that, like that mystique, you know, the, there's just something about it. You know, the cast members play it off. Great. You know, the pre-ride area is great. You know, the ride itself, it's creepy. It still creeps me out to this day, you know, you, and, and it's one of those, every time you ride it, it's like you notice something new, you know, you, you, you're kind of sitting there like, oh, did they just add that? Oh, is that new? And you're always catching something because they put so much detail into this attraction. Now, this is classic Disney going literally all out and, and sparing no expense to make it the, you know, the, the fully immersed, you know, attraction it deserves. You know, you're going inside of, of a haunted mansion uh, and it feels that way. I'd be scared to walk around there at night, you know, and 
you know, it's a classic dark ride, slow moving. You know, maybe, again, maybe some people who only love thrill rides wouldn't like it. But the, the Haunted Mansion is what Disney is supposed to be. And if they ever change the Haunted Mansion, you know, I think there'd be riots, maybe. I just, I can never picture that happening. It's a staple of Disney. Um, you know, the Imagineers, the classic Imagineers, Walt himself, like they all had this, this uh, you know, idea for the Haunted Mansion attraction. And I think, I think it'll be there forever. I think it'll be one of those that, you know, I rode when I was five years old. And if I'm alive at 95, it would still be there. So the Haunted Mansion, I think, is a pretty safe choice. It's a classic ride that deserves to, it deserves to be there. It's like, you know, in some, in places in the United States, they can uh, declare things like a historical landmark. Um, I think Wrigley Field actually was, was declared one of those, which means you can't make any huge changes. You can't tear it down. You can't make any huge changes because it's a historical landmark. They should make the Haunted Mansion a historical landmark. Um, and for all of those reasons, I think it's rightfully deserved uh, a spot on this list. And number two, I think is pretty solid. All right. And last but not least, let's move on to my number one pick. My number one pick, this one was pretty easy for me, actually. I wrote it when I, when I made my list and my, my preparation for this episode. Uh, I wrote down a bunch at first. And this was the first one I wrote down. So it was pretty easy for me. But my number one, we're heading over to Hollywood Studios. That's right. I'm talking about Tower of Terror. Now, I just talked about at number two with the Haunted Mansion, how that kind of represents Disney as a whole. You know, everything with, from the theming from top to bottom. Tower of Terror is right there with it. You want to talk about a, you know, an attraction that has everything. I think Tower of Terror is one of the rare ones that has everything. You start off, you know, with the queue, the, the theming. Everything from start to finish makes you feel like you're in, you know, a, a haunted motel. You're in a boiler room. You're on a, a rickety old service elevator. Everything about it, it feels real. Like even when you're you enter the park, you see it and you're like, whoa. You know, you walk down Sunset Boulevard and you see it at the end there and you're like, whoa. You know, this thing is huge. It looks like an old Hollywood hotel. You know, and you walk inside and it's themed like, uh, you know, I want to say like the 30s or the 40s. And it looks like it hasn't been touched in years and there's cobwebs everywhere. And you're thinking to yourself, was this an actual hotel back in the day? Like, how long has this been there? There's cobwebs everywhere, you know. And then you, the actual ride itself, it's a drop ride, which scares the crap out of me. I don't like drop rides, you know. So if you're, if you're a thrill seeker, it's perfect for you. It has everything. Um, and I hope that never gets changed. And, you know, part of me is scared that they're going to, you know, because at Disneyland, you know, the, the Tower of Terror attraction there, although it's the same, you know, ride system, it got changed to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And, you know, I love Marvel. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. But I would hate to see that happen uh, at Disney World. You know, Tower of Terror, I have such a special place in my heart. Um, my... <laughs> My first ever YouTube username that I still kind of use to this day as like my own personal one is Tower of Terror 23. My dad's nickname in college, his basketball nickname was The Tower. Um, so it's kind of weird that I kind of like became attached to Tower of Terror too. My uh, my PlayStation Network name, if you want to add me on there, Tower of Terror 23. Like 
the, the, the name itself is engraved in my DNA. Um, there's something about it. It's, it's intimidating. It's fun. It's thrilling. It's spooky. It's scary. It like triggers all of those emotions. And again, it's one of those attractions. If I was bringing someone to Disney for the first time that had never been there and I was, and you know, you told me you get one ride to show them what Disney is all about, to impress them, to show them, you know, what the Disney magic is, what the theming's all about, what the, you know, immersion is all about. I think I'm going to Tower of Terror, you know? It's it's got everything. When you walk up to it, when you think you're in an actual haunted hotel and you're in, you know, a boiler room and you're on this haunted, scary elevator questioning all of your life's decisions before this thing drops 13 stories. I think that's I think that shows how uh, you know, how good of an attraction it is. And it's one of those that deserves to be there forever. It's the staple of Hollywood Studios. We've seen Hollywood Studios completely change. It used to be MGM Studios. It was an actual movie studio. It was a working one. They filmed TV shows there. They filmed movies there. And now, you know, I don't think Disney really knows what Hollywood Studios is. I don't know what Hollywood Studios is. But the one thing that's been there through all of it, you know, is Tower of Terror. Now, I know it didn't open with the park. It's a little... Uh, a little later on, like 93, 94, but that's pretty close. You know, five years, four years after the park opened, it's still there. It's still the same ride. You know, they've they've made some minor changes in just the way that kind of the ride operates. It used, you used to just drop once, then it was like one and a half, and then they promoted it, I want to say around like the mid-2000s, it was a random, you know, random randomness, you know, on how many drops you would get. Sometimes one and a half, sometimes two and a half, sometimes three. Um, but other than that, I don't think they may need to make any changes, you know, and I think the fact that they are in talks of making a Tower of Terror movie, I think it kind of goes to show that it's going to be around for a little while longer, at least. Um, if they were going to make a movie and then retheme it, I don't think that would make any sense. You know, they don't have to make any changes to it. It's perfect the way it is. Um, and for all of those reasons, I think, you know, I, I would stand by this one as probably the easiest choice on the list. But my number one pick, Tower of Terror. Now, it was probably one of the easier lists I had to do. It's pretty much, you know, me naming the rides I don't want Disney to change. I probably could have listed 20 of them. Uh, so narrowing, narrowing it down to five was actually kind of difficult. Um, and of course, as always, I had some honorable mentions. I think the first one I had on here... Uh, the first couple that were really close to making the list were Pirates of the Caribbean and the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. You know, Thunder Mountain, it's a great ride. I hope never changes. It's one of my favorite rides. It's a great coaster from start to finish. I know it's a little different at Disneyland. They added some, um, a little bit of special effects and animatronics and stuff. You know, the one at Disney World, I think, is perfect the way it is. You know, I really do hope they don't change it. It's If anything, I feel like they could develop, like, you know, uh, a Disney show or movie about it. You know, it's based off like an old mining town. I uh, would love to see them kind of incorporate that into a movie. You know, they've kind of done that in the past with like Tomorrowland. You know, they've done it with Jungle Cruise. I think Big Thunder Mountain, they could probably make a, a pretty good, um, you know, movie or show about it too. And like I said, the other one that was pretty close, Pirates of the Caribbean, kind of in the sense of Haunted Mansion. You know, it's one of those classic Disney attractions that... 
you know, the theming, the just the, the songs, the animatronics. There's just something about it, the nostalgia about it. I hope, you know, it never changes. They made some minor changes when, you know, they added Jack Sparrow. They added some of the special effects in the, in the beginning of the ride with, like, the fog smoke screen. And for a while there, they had, like, the mermaids in the water from, like, the last movie. Um, you know, if anything, maybe they up, do a little bit of upgrading like that, but nothing too crazy. Um, I also, I asked you guys on Instagram for some of the rides that you said, um, you would never want to change. And of course we get a lot of the same ones, you know, small world got a lot of votes living with the land, thunder mountain, you know, one, I think that should be considered too is space mountain, kind of in the same sense as, you know, thunder mountain. It's, you know, a flawless coaster. It's so much fun. Um, I hope that's something the ride itself never changes like so much. So like, I hope that they never even change like the building that it's in, you know, the, the white space mountain building with the spires on top. I hope it looks like that forever. There's just something about it. It looks great. It fits perfectly there in Tomorrowland, no matter how you want to change Tomorrowland. I think that building fits and I hope that one never changes as well. Um, you know, one of them I was, t I was thinking to myself about, um, you know, were, were some of the ones at Animal Kingdom, like Expedition Everest. Do I hope that one never changes? I feel like it could. they could make it better. You know, they need to fix the Yeti. That's a big issue. You know, it doesn't move anymore. When it first opened, for, for those of you who don't know, when it first opened, that giant animatronic Yeti would kind of lunge at you and kind of reach with his arms and try to scoop you up. Well, they did that so many times and that animatronic was so big and heavy in that motion, it caused like cracking in the foundation. And of what I've read and what I've heard, the only way for them to fix it is to kind of shut down the ride for a very long time and kind of take apart the mountain and uh, kind of rebuild it around it, you know, fix everything and rebuild it. So I don't know if that'll ever happen. Um, you know, I was thinking about like an avatar, like Flight of Passage, you know, it's still, I feel like it's too, still, you know, too new to think about changing it. Uh, you know, the Safari, Kilimanjaro Safari. I wonder, would they ever change that? You know, in the future, is that still going to be the same? Because, you know, it's, it's one of those attractions. I don't know if you can make any changes without like just completely getting rid of the ride and starting over, you know, um, you know, but other than that, like Dinosaur, I feel like that's just a matter of time until that one's either gone or changed. You know, even like when I was a kid and when it first opened, it was called Countdown to Extinction. Uh, and they made some minor changes when the Dinosaur movie came out. They kind of rethemed it to that. You know, another one that we kind of talked about uh, on Instagram you guys sent in was Spaceship Earth. Um, you know, I'd be okay with that one not changing, but also... I feel like they could add some new scenes, maybe upgrade the technology a little bit. Uh, you know, I would be sad when that happens. And there's a lot of iconic scenes, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it could use a little bit of an, an upgrade. I'm sorry, like the technology where they take your picture, you know, in the beginning of the ride and you fill out those questions. I feel like that definitely needs to get better. You know, it's been the same for like, I don't know, 15 years or so now. Um, so. One of the other attractions you, you guys mentioned was Carousel of Progress, which I think I'd be okay with them just maybe updating some of the scenes, like at the end if they wanted to or add on to it. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't want it to like ever go away because it's one of those, it's a classic, it's a piece of history, and I think you need some of those in the theme parks 
to kind of, um, you know, kind of have a good mix of like new school and old school. You know, I like to think of like the Magic Kingdom in 20 or 30 years. Like, what's it going to look like? You know, and it would be cool if, uh, you know, the Carousel of Progress was still there, maybe updated a little bit at the end. But, you know, I definitely want to see it there, you know, because it's it's iconic as a piece of history, like I said. So those are some of the honorable mentions. Those are some of the ones you guys mentioned to me as well. Um, and like I said, when I make a top five list, it's always impossible for me to pick just five. But that about wraps up this week's episode. I don't have too much more to offer unless you want to hear me just talk about all the other rides that I would never want to change. Uh, if that was the case, um, the parks wouldn't change at all. <laughs> you know, except, you know, maybe the rides I don't like. Let's maybe next week I'll do uh, my top five rides that should change and it would all five picks would just be mission space because i hate that ride and i'll never go on it again but uh always a lot of fun talking disney making lists talking about attractions um and I've, I've been really missing disney lately like i mentioned the last few weeks my family just got back you know and this is the first summer i haven't been to disney since 1993 i believe uh, I've been to Disney World every summer except in 2015 I went to Disneyland. Uh, but this is the first summer since I was three years old that I didn't go to Disney. It's weird. It's definitely weird. But like I keep telling myself, you know, that next trip, that first trip back after, you know, a break um, is going to be really fun. It was, I say, the distance or time makes the heart grow fonder, whatever it is. Uh, it's definitely how I'm feeling. But definitely missing it. You know, I, I wish I could, uh, in a perfect world, get like a Halloween trip in, even though I've you know, a lot of problems with the, the Halloween party and everything, but it would be cool to go there during Halloween. But we'll see. Uh, the next tri trip's definitely going to be a blast. But that's it for this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can, again, follow me on Instagram. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Subscribe. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe. Whatever you can do to help. I'm um, just trying to get as many ears on this as possible. You know, this is a passion project for me. I've talked about that a lot. You know, I, I work a full-time job work more than 40 hour weeks. I'm up at 4:45 every morning and sometimes this is the highlight of my week, you know, just talking Disney, kind of uh, venting, a little bit of an escape. Um in a perfect world, I would love to like do this as my day job. <laughs> if my job was just to make Disney content, I feel like I could do a pretty good job. I would put all my focus and energy into it. I'm sure the podcast podcast would be longer. I would love to do like more YouTube stuff, more stuff on Twitch, something like that, but you know, that's that's the end goal eventually get there but as of right now it's a passion project um i'm gonna try to you know upload more stuff to youtube just to kind of have more content out there i've been making more disney reels and tiktok so if you're following me on there i hope you're you know enjoying those and i'll keep cranking out these podcasts hopefully you know the next few weeks it's going to be really really hectic for me i'm getting married in oh, what now 16 days so i'm not sure what my recording schedule will be like uh, around that week, around that weekend. It may just be, a, I may miss one or I may, maybe I'll just like release like some bonus music, but I'll let you guys know. I'll keep everyone updated through Instagram and through like the following week's recording. So that's all I got. I appreciate you guys as always for listening and stopping by and hanging out with me. I hope you have a good rest of the week. I hope you have a good weekend. So until next time, always remember it all started with a mouse. Mm -hmm.